Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another Destiny Changing Word by David Entry from one of our Revival Seeking Youth Services. If you want to control your world, catch the word. Be blessed. Thank you, Jesus. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 11. It's a, it's a faithful saying. For if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. When you study the scriptures very carefully, particularly in Timothy, you come across phrases, this phrase quite a few times. It's a true saying. It's a faithful saying. It's a faithful saying. It's a faithful saying. It's a faithful saying. You come across this, it's a faithful saying. Someone say it's a faithful saying. Say it again, it's a faithful saying. I like the place where Paul says that this is a faithful saying. 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 15. Say so it's a faithful saying. That Christ came into the world to die for sinners. Wow. He said this is a faithful saying and it's worthy of all acceptation. It's like everybody must accept this. It's, it's, there are things when you accept, you have accepted something good. So it's a faith. There are some sayings that are faithful. That if you look into it very carefully, it can bring your, it can make your life fruitful. Faithful sayings. Faithful sayings bring fruitful life living. It's a, it's a faithful saying. Testimony chapter 3, verse 1. So this one is a true saying. They are faithful sayings that if you desire the office of a bishop, that word bishop there is an overseer. You want, you want to be involved in God's work for you to be saddled with responsibilities of the way things are going on in church. He said, if anyone desires that, he desires a good work. He said, this is a faithful saying. Don't be so much in a hurry to be seen. If anyone desires the office. So there are a few faithful sayings. And one of the faithful sayings is what we just read in 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 11. That this is a faithful saying. For if we die with him, listen, you don't stay in the grave. You will also live with him. Amen. You won't be dying with Christ and dying for Christ and be irrelevant in life. No, no. No! You can't sacrifice your life for the gospel and be irrelevant. Can I say this to you, somebody? If you face rejection in your pursuit of God, remember, it's part of the deal. God tends to like using people who have been rejected so that at the end of the day, no one can take their credit. Or oh, you see David Andrew standing here, I have seen rejection. What price have you paid for Jesus? He said, if we die with him, we will live with him. When you come to a good church like this and you see a pastor like me standing here and people are excited to see, pastor, pastor. No, they are not stupid, number one. That's the reaction to change lives. And not, not, just, not just reaction to, the Bible says in Romans chapter 10 verse 15, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel. When you hear your man of God is coming, because in 2 Kings chapter 3 verse 11 and 12, 
Is there not a man of God here, a prophet of God here, from whom we can inquire? Jehovah said, is there not a prophet of the Lord here that we may inquire of the Lord by him? So one of the servants of the kings of Israel answered and said, Elisha, the son of Shaphat, is here. Who poured water on the hands of Elijah? Listen to the response. Look at verse 12. The response. Jehovah said, the word of the Lord is with him. Let's go there. The word of the Lord is with him. People get excited when they see me because the word of the Lord is with me. Why? Why is he saying that? Because it's the truth. It's the truth. It's a faithful saying. <laughs> it's a faithful saying. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Amen. It's the truth. But you come to a church like this and you see the pastor standing. It didn't just happen. This is the work of Christ. This is not my work. Listen, are you born again? You are born again. Did I save you? Did I die to save you? Who saved you? Jesus. You? Who saved you? Who saved you? Uh, is anyone here saved? Yeah. Who is your savior? Jesus. Is it not evidentiary? No. It can never be evidentiary. So then why are you excited about evidentiary? Because when you are excited about Jesus, he said the one who died with Jesus. When Jesus is being glorified, he gets glorified with those who died with him. So he says that it's a faithful saying that if we die with him, then we shall, oh yes. So I am not a savior, but I am representing Jesus. I am speaking on the behalf of Jesus. Why? Because the word of the Lord is with me. How do you know you are speaking for Jesus? Look at the lives of people who have been listening. This is a faithful saying. That if, if we die with him, we shall also live with him. First of all, oh, if we suffer, we shall also reign with him. Ah, I remember when I was sacked from the boarding school in a village, I never knew anybody. Late in the night, I'm going to campus. I had to go and rent a house, a room somewhere. Young boy. It was a very difficult moment, but I always encouraging myself that God is faithful. You remember my labor of love. Amen. God is faithful. And sometimes you feel so alone. You feel like you are just by yourself. You don't have support. But Jesus has never left anyone alone who has taken a stand for him. I used to feel it sometimes, but I encourage myself in singing the songs of Zion. I was never sorry for preaching. I was happy to suffer for him. I said, oh, is this funny? Suffering for Christ is the normal aspect of Christian life. Your friends excluded you from a group chat, and because of that, you don't want to do church again. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. In fact, in Acts chapter 5, verse 39 and 40, the Bible says that they were rejoicing, rather. Can you imagine? Rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. 
Can you imagine? I'm also in it. I'm suffering for Jesus. Yeah. Paul said in Philippians chapter 3, that what sort of things were gained to me, counted that, that I might know him. And then verse 10, verse 10 says that, that I might know him and the fellowship of his son. Oh, what? Verse 10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering, being made conformable to his death. I want, to, I want to experience working with Christ and suffering for Christ. The reason why Christianity declines in any place or churches decline is because many don't want to live this life. They don't want to suffer for Jesus. That's why you went back to the boyfriend. That's why you went back to that girl. That's why you left church. That's why you come to church later and say, I don't want to do anything deep. I just want to stay at the edges. You pay for it later. Buy now, pay later. <laughs> oh yes. So it says that if we suffer for him, we also will reign with him. This is what the scripture is saying. So suffering for Christ is the pathway of reigning with him. You see me standing here like this. I've suffered for Jesus several times. And even currently, you go through things, you feel like, why are you being treated like that? You know, some people hate pastors so bad. Oh, yeah. Some people hate pastors so bad. But you should understand that's, that they are working for the devil, whether consciously or unconsciously. Satan can't stand Jesus and his people. Pastors don't have to do bad for people to hate them. The fact that they stand for Jesus, Satan will instigate hatred against them. Never celebrate when you hear negative news about a pastor. Some of it is not true. Some of it is, is blown out of proportion so it can look so bad because Satan has to make sure that he will spite the pastoral office so that people will not believe in it so they will be saved. The prophets you don't receive cannot help you. Jesus could not do many miracles in his own hometown except laying hands on a few sick people. A few why? Because of their unbelief. They didn't believe in him. And he said that a prophet is not without honor except his own, among his own people. They didn't believe in him. Mark chapter 6. They didn't believe in him. So Satan's number one assignment to keep you in bondage even though you become born again. First, first thing is to stop you from being born again. Now when you are born again, the next thing is to block you from being discipled. Then, as an offshoot of discipleship to block you, he also make you disrespect men of God. Or you don't have value for a man of God. A man of God you don't have value for can never help you. Because my point of reference for helping you is the worst in my mouth. A man of God is not the macho. Is the word, man of God speaks the is that who is sent? John chapter 3, verse 34. He said, He who God has sent, that's what? So, what's the sign that God has sent you? Let's check what you are saying if the word of God is in your mouth. Not the miracles you are doing. First of all, the word of God in your mouth. So, then you have to believe in his prophets. 
in his messengers. He says that, ah, oh, okay. Like the scripture a lot. Romans chapter 10. Let's go back to it. For whoever shall call on the name of the Lord. Verse 13. For whoever shall call on the, on the name of the Lord shall be saved, right? Yeah. Right? Then he says, but how shall they call on him? Now, verse 12. I like the verse 12 anyway, but I, just, but I think I like the verse 12 too. The verse 12 is very nice. There's no difference between a Greek and a Jew, male or female, employed or unemployed, educated or uneducated, black or white. There's no difference. Why? The same Lord is rich unto all. So what makes the difference? Your ability to call on him. Your ability to call on him. As Levin says that anyone who calls on him shall not be put to shame. You let people think that you're on the wrong path. You won't be put to shame. Some, some of you, I, I look at your faces. That I look at you, young people, most of you young. I look at you and I, I just can see your glorious wedding and marriage. Those family members who don't believe in your work with God, they will attend your wedding. Yeah. If they don't come, they will see the pictures. Yeah. It says that if you believe you shall not be put to shame, for there's no difference between the Greek and the Jew. No difference. The same Lord, I like that one. The same, the same, the same God. The same God is rich. Whether you are a pastor, you are not a pastor. Whether you are a sowinner, you are not a sowinner. Whether you are a woman, you are, you are male or female. Whether you are educated or you are not educated. The same Lord is rich unto all who call on him. So the condition is your ability to call. Jesus! Wait. But the truth of the matter is, your ability to call is at the mercy of your ability to believe. So it's not just Lord Jesus, but the faith in your heart is what is what watch, watch this. The faith in your heart is what determines the quality of your call. The faith loaded Kadashuma. The, the faith loaded in your heart is what will determine the quality, the authenticity, the viability, the efficacy, the potency of your call. your heart. Okay, okay, pastor, then I want to believe. But he said, how can they believe? Verse 14. So first of all, how can they call on whom they have not believed? How can they believe in whom, of whom they have not heard? So your faith is determined by what you are hearing. That's why don't make a mistake and give your ears to pastors who will not preach God's word. Oh, but that's my mother's pastor. But he's not preaching. Yes. Hey. He's not feeding you with the good word of God. Don't do religion. It's too expensive for your destiny. Don't do religion. Be real with Jesus. Move yourself to where you find Jesus. Where you grow in Jesus. This whole thing is Bible said, and when Christ, who is our life? My life is Christ. Colossians chapter 3 verse 4. Christ, my life is Christ. He said that when Christ, who is our life, when Christ, who is our life, appears. When Christ, Christ is my life. Say Christ is my life. Christ is my life. Say it again. Christ is my life. This whole thing is about Christ. Colossians 3 10 said there's neither Jew, Greek, or uh, uh, male or female, barbarian 
or sit here, that is uneducated or educated, civilized or whatever. But I said, Christ is all. And all. Christ is all. Christ in you. Colossians 1, 27. Christ in you, the hope of glory. This thing is Christ. So don't play church with your destiny. That's my mother's church. And sometimes family members become so jealous. They saw how you were on your way to hell. They saw how you were drinking Ibo and Shayu. They, they saw, they saw, even though they were going to church every night, they saw how you were not interested. You come to church, sit at the back there and sleep. You come, sometimes you are coming because of that girl. You are coming because of that boy. They know it. You were a menace. And you are playing religion with your life until you came into contact with the God of God. Suddenly they become jealous. Every church is church. No! No! No, I beg to differ. I beg to differ. I was attending church 40 times a week. Morning, evening, morning, evening, morning, and not just attending church. I was a mass server for goodness sake. A mass server. I will be there before the priest comes. I, I go to the altar with the priest. I serve communion with the priest. I serve at the altar 14 times a week, and yet if I died, I would have gone to hell. Tell me every church is church. Not every church is church. Can we call church? But it, 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 might, it might damage my destiny. Please, don't play church with your destiny. Don't play religion. You can be born in a mosque. But listen, when you meet Jesus, this is not about religion. It's not about religion. Not about religion. You can have an Islamic name, but it's not about religion. But you still can bear the name and be born again. <laughs> born again. And they say, Inshallah, say, please, hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Praise God. Don't play church with your destiny. I was born in that church. So what? So what? So what? Is there a church passport you have and then passport? So what? I'm looking for Jesus. I'm looking for Jesus. So it says that how can they believe in whom, of whom they have not heard? My previous church, before I became born again, no one ever told me if you don't serve, if you don't, if you are not in Christ, you go to hell. No one ever prayed the God. They don't even use the Bible. You just go to church with a hymn book. They don't, they don't read the Bible. They don't need the Bible. They don't need the Bible. How can they believe in whom, uh, in him of, of whom they have not heard? Then he said, okay, so your hearing is what determines the quality of your faith. Do you hear what I just said? What determines the quality of your faith? Your what determines the quality of your faith? Your the next time, before you come to tell me, Pastor, I don't know why my faith is getting weak. You know, question I ask you Who have you been listening to? Who have you been listening to? Who have you been conversing with? Is that not a question God asks Adam? Yes. Adam, who told you you are naked? Who have you been talking to? Who have you 
been joking? Who been joking to? Who told you this church thing is too much? Who told you that? Who have you been talking to? Suddenly you say, even education is not important. Ah. Whether I fail or I pass, it doesn't matter. Ah, Who have you been talking to? Who told you that not doing church doesn't matter? Who told you that doing fraud is also another way to make money? Who advised you? How can they believe in whom of whom they have not heard? But how can they hear without a preacher? So Satan's problem is not your calling. His immediate target is not your believing. His immediate target is not your, um, your hearing. So Satan will target the preacher and make sure he will disconnect you from a preacher. Because as long as there's a good preacher in your life, there's no way you will experience God. As long as there's a good preacher in your life, your life is exposed to... That's why, listen, that's why we make sure that people are listening to the messages. No, when you're on on the road, this is your nice airports. It doesn't do preaching. Hey! Listen to preaching. Yes. When you're on the train, listen to preaching. Yes. That's why everybody must pray that God, give me a sanctified ears. Yes. Give me a listening ears. Yes. He said, morning by what morning, he wakens my ears to hear. My tongue is like a pen of the ready writer. Some of you sometimes wonder, but where does pastor get all these things to say? Because I'm always hearing. Because I'm always hearing, oh, my inner man is always being built. Doesn't matter what the devil throws at me, as long as I can expose myself to some good preacher. So if you see me, and I, I, when I speak, you are wondering, wow, wow. It's because I don't listen to other things. Sometimes I wish I could hear some things, but I don't have time. Time is not on my side. I, keep up, I just have to keep feeding, feeding, because your destinies are waiting. Your death, I have to feed so I can't let you down. If I'm not fed, how can I feed you? How can they believe except they be preacher? Then as soon as he mentioned the preacher, the verse 15 said, oh, for it is written, how shall they preach unless they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of who preach the gospel. Not every preacher but those who preach the, gospel, the actual gospel of peace. They bring good news from God. Verse 16. But they have not obeyed the gospel. As I said, people, you preach, but it's not everybody who will obey. But look at it. Verse 17. It says that, so then. So you see, the hearing is talking about the word of God that is preached. Faith comes by hearing. Is somebody learning something? This is a faithful saying that if we suffer with him, we shall, if we suffer him, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, 
can be a time God can say, no, I don't know this one. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought God is love. Oh, yeah, but it's also principles. Yes, sir. Part of his principles is those who deny him, he also deny you. Wow. <laughs> hey, this is very scary. Why would God deny me? Because you started it. Didn't you say you don't do church? Yes, you say I don't do church. And God is saying, I also don't do you. Wow. Wow. Now you ask if that God is love, why am I going through all these things? Why am I suffering like this? Because you said you don't do God. You said, when God called you, you banged the phone. And then when you call, you want him to run. Angels, let's go. Let's go. Someone is in trouble. Your dreams. In James chapter 4, it says, draw near to God. And he will draw near. <laughs> The Bible says, let's all read it out from the screen. Let's read it out. Let's go. Stop telling me if there is God, why, is, why are things good? Have you attempted to draw near to him? Have you attempted to draw near to him? You think he doesn't have anything to do him? He's, he's waiting for people who are in trouble. Then you show up. He doesn't work like that. He, doesn't, he only shows up in the lives of those who draw near to him. And because he knows of the challenges ahead, the problems are, you see, God is omniscient. He knows ahead. He knows the problems coming. That's why he managed to bring you here so you can hear and make a decision to draw near to him. So when you draw near to him, in the day of trouble, he will draw near to you. In Psalm 23, he said, Yay! Though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. Why? Why would I fear no evil? In 2 Chronicles chapter 2, verse 14 and 15 or so. Look at verse 11. And they, and they offered to the Lord at that time 700 uh, bulls and 700 sheep from the spoil. Look at it. We are going to verse 15. Then they entered into a covenant to seek the Lord God of their fathers with all their hearts and with all their soul. And what happened? What happened? Verse 13. And whoever will not seek the Lord God of Israel will be put to death. Listen, it's about time. Put to death mean, doesn't mean kill somebody. Kill that relationship. Get rid of them from your life because they are not interested in your God. Get rid of them. When you see them, hello, it's nice to see you, but they are no more your pali pali. Yeah. Uh, the kings again, chapter 15, verse 12, verse 13. And look at verse 14. Then they took an oath before the Lord with a loud voice, with the shoutings and trumpets and rams horn. The next verse, verse 15. And all Judah rejoiced at the oath. For they had sworn with all their hearts and sought him with all their soul. And he was found by them. And the Lord gave them rest. Initially, they rejected him. So he also withdrew from him. If you seek him, you will find him. Bible says the Lord is near to all that seek him. Yeah. The Lord is near to all that seek him. Who call on his name from a pure heart. So it must be your desire that I'm going to see God and pay. I'll pay a price to see God. I'll pay any price to see God. He's very near to all those who seek him. 
Seek him. If you reject him, he'll reject you. The, near, the Lord is near to all, who, all those who call him. To all those who call upon, on him into his close. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Stay away from God and he will stay away from you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm this Christian. I'm tired. Every time outreach, outreach. Every time, every time church, church. I am tired. Oh, be tired. God will also be tired. Every time God help me. Every time God is also tired. <laughs> okay. So let me go back to my foundational scripture that if we, if we suffer for him, we also, if we deny him, he also denied. That's a very strong. Never forget this text. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 12. If you deny God, God, he will deny you. You know what it means to deny? Peter denied Jesus. Say, I don't know this man. I don't know. So in the day you are in a plane, the plane is about to crash. He called and just said, Hey, this one, I don't know him. <laughs> yeah. You are about to be fired from your job. You are beginning to pray. Please, I've made a mistake there. And then you are praying. Angel said, God, somebody is praying. He said we should eat that. Who is that? They mentioned it. God said, oh, this one, I don't know him, please. I don't know him. <laughs> if you deny God, I didn't say it, please. I didn't say it. Okay, unless you think it means something else. This is basic grammar. I don't know what else it means. He said, if we suffer we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also. So what we do to him, he said he will also do it back. What else can, this, 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 this is how to interpret the Bible. This is pure, basic English. Don't say it means, you know, when you are sleeping and you have a dream and you don't work with that dream, then God will be able, not be able to lead you. Is that what that means? Please. Basic grammar. Comprehension. If we deny him, he too will deny us. Who starts the denial? We. I don't know who I'm talking to. I don't know who I'm talking to. Because of friends, you are denying God. Come on. Come on. Shit yourself. But is this pastor threatening us? Me? <laughs> How can I threaten you? <laughs> the scripture is speaking. I'm just telling you what the scripture is saying. Because in John chapter 10 verse 35 said, the scriptures cannot be broken. The scriptures cannot be broken. So what the scripture is saying, I have to draw your attention to it. It's a faithful saying. A faithful saying. I think some people are afraid of that text. But you wish you didn't come to hear that one. <laughs> Maybe that's behind, that's the problem behind your sickness. Because God has not been engaged in your life. Maybe that's the problem behind your problems. The real reason behind your problems. Because God hasn't been engaged. So it's good your attention comes to that fact. So that you start advising yourself. Let me draw near to God. Let me draw near to God. Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you.
God and he denies you. If we deny him, he will also deny us. So sometimes when your friends are putting pressure on you to sin, say, I am, I am I'm for Jesus. I, I won't deny Jesus. There the, the three Hebrew boys. They, they said we will not eat the king's meat. In, in, in Daniel chapter 1 verse 8, Bible says, Daniel purpose in himself. What? He purpose, he had determined. So when pressure has been put on you to deny, you are a Christian. You say, no, I'm a Christian, I can't do this. I'm a Christian, I belong to Christ. I'm not just religious, I'm not religious, I'm a Christian. Christ lives in me. And what Christ said I shouldn't do, I can't do it. The guy is begging, he's kneeling down, please, just once. Once, once, once. He says, sorry, he said, I, I can't, can't do it. I, I, I'm a, I, 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 I used not to be a Christian, but now I'm a Christian. I, I can't do it, boy. I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. And the guy said, so don't you love me? No. How can I do this wickedness again? Go away from me. No. Someone said, no. Said, No. Why you say no? Because you don't want to deny Jesus. I can't deny Jesus. I can't deny Jesus. No. No. And remember, I can't deny God. I can't deny God. Then sometimes I feel that the, the pull is so strong. That's what you do. Holy Spirit, help me. Holy Spirit, help me. I am weak. I'm about to fall, Holy Spirit, help me. I don't want to deny you, Lord. No, 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 no. Suddenly you leave it. No, 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 I'm free. 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 You, the sun says, free. is free. God bless you for listening to this powerful message. May the power of God be evident in your life. Don't forget to like and subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube and listen to more messages from David Entry on all relevant streaming platforms. You can also connect with David Entry and our youth ministry at Caris Phase 2 on Instagram and TikTok and at Caris on Campus on Snapchat so you are always up to date. Be blessed.